Black Dog After Dark is recorded in a video store by people who have been drinking. We swear a lot. And there's spoilers. It's not safe for work unless you work in a video store and have also been drinking. Oh, my, my pants kind of feel weird. Why is it all lumpy? All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them cereals. I'm not stupid, you know. The story is ludicrous. You can imagine where it goes from here. Victor's the cable. What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something unspeakably evil? No one believes you. Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that. You'll do anything to protect yourself. But it will do anything to protect its secret. Fright Night. If you love being scared, this could be the night of your life. You'll probably yes. edit it out anyway. Absolutely. Like you edit everything. Would you know you don't listen to the fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah, because you edit it down. It's Happy Halloween, listeners. It is After Dark. This is Black Dog Video, which means this is the Black Dog Video After Dark podcast, a.k.a. Black Dog After Dark. I am one of your hosts, Dylan Reimer, and to my left is... My name is Alex. Alex Chisholm. I oh, James Bond. work here at Black Dog, <laughs> and uh, I also work at the Rio Theater down the street. And um, I'll be Darren Gay for this evening. I own this, uh, this uh, decrepit, uh, I don't know, cobweb-infested... Scary. I'm trying, to think. I'm trying to think of something Halloween to describe yeah. the store. Yeah. Anyways, I own, I, 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 own, I own the video store. And yeah, here you we are. The store is so decrepit that it doesn't need Halloween decorations. And this is our very special Halloween uh, episode. This episode, by the way, once again, throwing it out to uh, Jefferson's Barbershop. Oh, yes. Our fine sponsors. I think I'm, I think we're getting a haircut soon. Me, I'm, I definitely need one. Got, well, got if, if, I was, if I was going to get a haircut, where would you suggest I go? I would say go to Jefferson's Barbershop mm. at uh, 6th. And commercial. I should, probably, I should probably have looked this up before yeah. I started this uh, impromptu plug. On the west side. But uh, yeah, really cool the, people yeah. giving you really good haircuts. I like to go there because they are pop culture fanatics. And you can sit there and have like an actually entertaining conversation. Well, yeah, and but, a great haircut. I recently made a donation to them just as friends because uh, several months ago, I'm a thrift store fanatic. I found for $7, I'll say, I found a <laughs> Boba Fett skateboard. It was sitting in my room getting in my way. I'm like, I do not need a Boba Fett skateboard. So I nope. made it forward. There's two things that are synonymous with Jefferson's besides excellent haircuts. It's Star Wars and, and skateboards. skateboards. I hope oh, they yeah. found a nice place for it. Tonight's spooky movie. Spooky. Uh, 1985's Fright Night, Fright Night, which uh, is a, a blast. We'll now, this was a, a choice by committee, yes, um, and it was kind of a, a last-minute pick because we were going to do the haunting. Yes, but uh, we couldn't get a hold of a copy for all of us to watch, unfortunately, because somebody had gone and put it on his picks. And someone rented it. Yeah, yeah, well. If you hadn't put it on Darren's pick <laughs> shelf, nobody would have rented the I damn never, thing. I never thought of that. Yeah, well, there's, there's a reason. Well, the thing is, it, it's don't also, abuse that power, Darren. It's, it's, also, um, it's also October, and everyone loves horror movies in October. And it probably, it's, so it's hard to get the movie that you want. Yeah. It, it, chances are the, the horror movies are going to be rented. We'll save it for next year. We have, we, have, we have probably close to like 500 horror movies in this store. Yeah. Honestly, I hadn't seen this movie since I 
think it was released on video, which probably was like 1986, 87. It came out in 85. So yeah, it probably would have been a couple years after that. I was, I think I was too young to see it in theaters. There's no way my mom would have let me go see an R-rated vampire movie. Was it R-rated? It, there's tits and swearing and fangs. I have hardly any memory of this. I remember really loving it. You know, it's your friend's birthday, and they rent a bunch of R-rated movies, horror movies, <laughs> and you eat pizza, and you, and yeah. And, uh, but those, I had, those... all I, I remembered there being like, uh, like a like a really cool vampire guy. Yeah. And well, we're, 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 was, we're, and, weren't and, those the best things though? When you get together with your friends and you rent a bunch of like, especially R-rated movies, horror, R-rated. and eat some pizza, and you stay up all night and as long as you can, anyways, and you watch. Yeah, these like, awesome movies. I love doing that. Or terrible so much. ones because you're, it too, didn't you're even, too didn't young even, to know. It didn't even matter because you're hanging with your friends. You're watching whatever. It's whatever you're watching is going to be great because you're watching with your friends and eat pizza. Yeah. And <laughs> so I've really had no opinion of this. It could have gone either way, and I will reserve my judgment of this movie until the end of this podcast. As you should, since Al- that's the format. How about you, Alex? When did you first see Fright Night? I saw it on pay TV. Super Channel? Like Super Channel, one of those stations. First choice. Dartmouth or, Channel, yeah. One of the Dartmouth channels. Channel. No, no, not the Dartmouth Channel. But one Change of the, the movie up every like three yeah. weeks. Channel Cod. <laughs> I saw it in about 1986 when it first hit cable TV, known as pay TV. Back right. Then. Did you like it? Star Channel. Uh, I, You know what? I don't really. Yeah, I sort of did. It was late at night. I think I kind of slept through a bit of it back then. Right. But yeah, you know, it had some moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got 90, it okay. 90 minutes, like, like 200 Well, I remember moments. everyone around me who had seen it praising it, like yeah. people around that time. Or, well, I watched I watched it when it came on video back in, um, whenever it was, in the late 80s. And I watched it probably five or six times. I loved it. I just love the idea of the vampire next door and people not believing him, but then... You'd be crazy to believe someone who said my next door neighbor is a vampire. Well, yeah, of course you would. That'd be. Oh my god! I really like that title though. My next door neighbor is a vampire. Okay, well, it starts out 1985, directed by Tom Tom Holland, Holland, not Spider Man, obviously. But no, um, that was his his first directing job, first big directing job. I I didn't realize, but he was a screenwriter before. Yeah, he 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 wrote a bunch, and he did a bunch of acting. He he wrote some really cool stuff. Um, I have it written down. He wrote uh, well the, the, just before this. He wrote a movie called Cloak and Dagger with I, oh, uh, Dabney Coleman, which is actually pretty Cloak good. And Dagger? We don't have we don't have that. One, that, that movie is fucked up. Also, there, there's guns and explosions and, and violence. It's, it's really good, it's like, but it's a little kid movie. He also wrote a Black Dog After Dark favorite called The Class of 1984. Oh, that, yeah, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, Psycho Two, which I thought was really good as well. I still haven't seen Psycho One. Really? I know. You it's it's, it's on that list oh. of. It's, I'm ashamed to say. I yeah, I've, seen everyone it. has their shameless. It's just like I gotta see Psycho before it's Psycho Two, or it won't make any sense. No, watch Psycho One before Psycho um, Two. Tom I've, Holland also directed uh, Child's Play, yeah, and then some a couple of really bad Stephen King. He did Child's Play, which I liked a lot too back then. So it starts out, and it's uh, it's, it's suburban America. Uh, Charlie um, and Amy, played by Amanda Bierce, who was yeah. Marcy Darcy in Married to Children, for those Gen X and Boomers. I didn't I didn't uh, realize that until you mentioned it. Now, I, but I, I couldn't thought she looked familiar. First of all, I thought she shouldn't be playing a teenager. Whoever this is, she it looks like be. she's about thirty. Both yeah, of them she, do. Well, well, 
Well, she didn't. She didn't. Neither of them look like teenagers. No, no they look like they're 23, 24 Well, especially years old. when, especially the wardrobe for um, Charlie actually dresses like a real estate salesman. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally does. Like, he's got like a blazer and yeah, like a turtleneck. Like matching and, <laughs> you know, loafers. He's got a 401k that he's but always complaining it, about. It's, it's, a, it's a funny scene because like it starts outside of his house and the camera slowly pans up and you're hearing what he's watching on the TV, which, right, is, which, right. which is some shitty movie. But then it's, it's, it's funny because the, the the actors in the movie he's watching start making out. Yeah. And also here's this those awful kissing sounds. Slurping, gross slurping. Yeah. I was watching. My kid was in the room. He wasn't paying attention. He's doing his own fucking YouTube shit. He hears the kissing and he goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> just, just at the sound of that. That's a, one of the worst sounds in movies I'm is pretty kissing sure, sounds. Yeah. I hate watching people kiss. Yeah. And then it pans over. So it's a TV. They're watching this uh, late night horror show it's called a sh- it's Fright a sh- Night. Yeah. And, and it, hosted by Roddy McDowell. And, uh, and he, the, he's, he's hosting a show. Basically, it just shows his old movies. Because he used to be an actor way back in the day. Yeah. And so it's a young Roddy McDowell on screen in the movies he's watching. And he's like a vampire killer. He's a famous vampire killer. Yeah. But the, the, the scene they show when he's about to kill a vampire, he pulls up the stake, but he's holding it backwards. He's holding <laughs> He's holding this, like the pointy ends pointing towards him. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I assume that's intentional because yeah, it's, yeah. ba- it's, a, it's, a, it's a saying this is a bad movie. Yes. That's what that's one of the things I love about this movie is 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 tonally dead to rights. Yeah, it like it is consistently a throwback to 1950s like Hammer style. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's he's kind of like a Vincent Price character. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and, and back in the day, there actually were these people who would host these late night you know, yep. Elvira Mistress of the Dark. She was the most famous one, and uh, Vampire. Yeah, like yeah. a, a lot a lot of places in the United States had regional actors like for their like whatever station. One of the most one of the most influential was Eddie Driscoll from Bangor, Maine. He's referenced in oh, several. Oh yeah, Stephen King loves that guy. Stephen King. No, he was a station manager who had a vaudeville sensibility. He was never an actor. When I was a kid watching uh, American television in the Maritimes, it was all sent to us on a signal from Bangor, Maine, and Eddie, mm-hmm. station manager Eddie Driscoll used to host the movie shows. Ah, interesting. So Roddy McDowell is this Eddie Driscoll type. So pans like over. Like Count Floyd. And By it- the way, did you ever notice on SCTV, Count Floyd is actually. Floyd Robertson. Who's an alcoholic. They're doing yes. the parody yeah. of that. It's yeah, the he's, station yeah. personality. Yeah, no, it's great. It's also there, dressed there's up. There's one, yeah. the, uh, Earl, Can- Earl Cannonbear's last day, uh, F- uh, Floyd Robertson gets drunk, dressed as Count Floyd, and he comes on <laughs> He comes on the regular news, all pissed, <laughs> and forgets that it's Earl Cannonbear's last day. It's great. Uh, but anyway, so, so it pans over, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's Charlie's bedroom, and for some reason... He and his girlfriend are not on the bed. They're laying on the floor, making out next to the bed. Why? Next to the, I don't know. What is the point of that? Yeah, that's kind you of. Don't weird. want to mess up the sheets. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't and get the, it. And he, he he keeps trying to get his hand up up her up her shirt, and she's no no. And then for some reason she decides, well, let's get into bed. Yeah, but he's she takes but he, her shirt off. Yeah, well, she you know she does. Yeah, she does. She takes her shirt off, and she looks so scared when she's sitting on the bed. And but he's distracted. He's like looking at you know he's watching the TV, and then he sees outside. Yeah. With binoculars. <laughs> For some reason, of course, he has binoculars. <laughs> he's got binoculars. Uh, of course, who didn't have binoculars his, in the uh, bedroom? His his new neighbor, Jerry Dandridge, is being carried into his house in a by coffin. Chris, Chris Sarandon is. Uh, no, it's now it's nighttime though. So is he carrying the coffin? Like, uh, is, is, like, him, is him and his his uh, his uh, Renfield, his boy guy? Is yeah, it, they're, yeah. they're both are they both they're both carrying the coffin in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty fancy You don't really coffin. see who it is. It's just two people carrying the car. And so girlfriend, so Amy is just like, she gets her kid off and she's ready to go. And yeah. he's like, 
but my neighbors are moving in. Wait, <laughs> yeah. like, like, dude, come on! You, a, you, you've been like you've been bought, like like hounding this, pawing at her. Yeah, to, to, and then she's finally giving you the the green light, and you have to watch someone carry a coffin into your into his. Charlie is just fascinated by his neighbor. Well, but who he it, doesn't know is a vampire yet. So but, why is he so interested? Because he sees them carrying a coffin into the into the house. Big deal. Who doesn't have a coffin? <laughs> I don't know. I would be I I'd be torn. I would like to, you know, be with with my girlfriend, but I'd also like to see what's going on if next door. If you were 17, you would absolutely mm. rather be having sex and watching a couple of gay dudes my, carry my, a coffin in, in, into the house. My giant heart on would be just leading me right to the bed. It'd be like a divining rod. Does she get upset and leave? She she does. She 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 leaves while he's still looking out the window. She's gone. But and then, no, and then, she doesn't leave completely. They he chases her downstairs. Right. And then the mom <laughs> who's who's on the phone having this weird conversation. She yeah. goes. She goes. Well, yeah, maybe it's we, we'll come over to your house and play hooker. Uh, let, let's, like there's a, they're playing a game called hooker. Is that was that a thing back in the eighties? I don't recall it being called hooker. No, she said I'm going to come over and play hooker at your house. I think they were saying they're going to watch TJ hooker. Yeah. That's no, no, it. no. That would have made sense. It would have made more sense. Or maybe they're going to play TJ hooker. She's like, she's. He dresses up like T.J. Hooker, and she pretends to be the hood of a car. And and, and, and he, he says, he says, "Mom, there's people moving to next door." And she says, "Oh, Bob Hoskins. Uh, Bob, finally, I know uh, Bob Hoskins finally sold that house. He, he, he took a break from filming Brazil. <laughs> yeah, and before uh, the Long Good Friday, and then and uh, so the girlfriend goes home. She 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 leaves, and then I think it's we we cut to the next day, basically. And he's hanging. He's at school, and he's he's talking to his friend Evil. Yeah, Evil Ed. Like this. Are, are like, they in the cafeteria yeah. at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Play and it's playing April Wine's Rock Myself to Sleep. It's an April Wine song. Oh, really? Every night I rock myself to sleep. I want to give a shout out to that because Miles Goodwin is a face. I always like the April Wine, to be honest. Playing an April uh, Wine song, Rock Myself yeah, to and, Sleep. And he's hanging out with his uh, uh, Stephen Jeffrey playing Evil Ed. Mm. One of the most annoying performances of 1980s cinema. Well, I, oh, I, I, I love Evil Ed. Like, I wanted to just... Reach down his throat and rip out his voice back so ah like clearing his well, it's I, I, shrill and he's clearing phlegm. To me it seemed like he was acting in another movie for most of the time. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was like, like a teen sex romp or something, like a weekend well, at Bernie's or something like that. Funny to, you should to, mention uh, that. Because do you know what wound up happening to Stephen Jeffries? I have no idea. He's quite the uh, figure in the male porno uh Oh really? Oh he what? went out to be this big male like like gay porno icon. Really? Yeah, he's also in a movie that I, I wish we had called 976 Evil. Well, which, I remember that movie. Which I is, remember the ads for it, yeah. I, I, I've seen it many evil. times. I was obsessed with it when I was like not Je- It's not Jeff Goldblum, is it? No, I think no, it's something no, else. No. No, I don't know what you're talking Oh, you're talking about Transylvania 65000. That's what I'm talking about. I know it had a number in it, yeah. Uh, Michael Richards is in that as a hunchback. Really? Yeah. Anyway, so he's hanging out with Evil Ed, played by Stephen Jeffrey. Yeah. And who, who I actually thought was one of the more interesting... Performances compared uh, found compared to the fucking librarian who was our lead character and his his <laughs> vanilla cream puff girlfriend. This guy wasn't he's, a te- at least well, e- at least Evil Ed was acting like a teenager. Well, well weren't like wasn't like um uh, the the uh, insurance salesman guy doing like math in the ca- cafeteria? I have written down here he's doing a bunch of bullshit math because he's failing trick because he's failing trick because yeah because. Before he's in the cafeteria, they're just on the campus at the school. Right. And you see the girlfriend giving him the cold shoulder and evil lead. Yeah. And, and she throws a burger in his face. On oh, she, not she, yet. That's not until the cafeteria. No, this in the cafeteria. But, but he also finds out that he's failed a pop quiz and stuff. Right. So he's doing like... Oh. Literally within the first delivery of that line, I didn't remember the film well enough to remember all the characters. I was like, please don't let this guy be a regular character in the movie. Amy comes up and they sort of reconcile she, again. Doesn't she just like walk right through him? 
Yeah, she, she kind of well, shoves he, him. He, 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 she bursts between him and Evil Ed. Yeah. But then, but then they have a little conversation and they kind of make up, but then he ignores her again because something, he's distracted by something. By, he's distracted by math. Is that another she, woman math? Like, and so she grabs a sloppy joe and mushes it in his face. It's and, just and then Evil shit. Ed, Brewster, you're so cool. <laughs> Nick Strange knows all about this shit. And, and yeah, there's this website called Brewster, you're so cool. It's just all about behind the scenes. But you forgot, night. he yeah. gets distracted in the cafeteria because he sees the news report. Oh, that's right. Murdered prostitute, the same that's woman yeah. he saw Why going did, into the house. The did, when, you, when you guys went to high school, did they have TVs uh, with the news on? At, no. At, at, at and lunch it certainly break? wouldn't be, especially not if there was like mis- like dead hooker <laughs> news. Murders, yeah. They're not necessarily at the school though. They're just in a diner. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're at the school. They're that's, in the school cafeteria. Mid conversation, Amy says, "You can't go to the police with a story like that." Uh, Charlie goes. All right, then. I won't tell them he's a vampire. <laughs> like, he had to be strong-armed yeah, yeah. into not going into the police station. With his ridiculous story. Like, he was just going to go in and go, my neighbor's a vampire. Please lock me up for the rest of my but, life. But the thing is, like, he's, like uh, he saw the, the first woman that was killed because she asked him what house it was when she got yes. out of the cab. That's right. So, yes. like, he all he had to do was go, yeah, I saw her. She asked me what house yeah. she, was go- she wanted to go to. I told her. And now she's dead. Yeah, and by That's the way, all he had he to say. he also heard a scream, too. Yes. Yeah. This vampire wouldn't last one episode of CSI. It's like, the cab, <laughs> yeah, where, the did the, where did the cab drop you off? In front of this fucking house. I know. Like, like nobody investigated this thing at all. Actually, yeah, there are no... Well, there, there, there's one scene with one cop. And as soon as it, the vampire bullshit oh, comes up, right. yeah, then he just... Yeah, then that's the, that's the end of that. Well, this, that's this after town the is a... second woman's yeah, killed. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, she the... watches through the window like the idiot vampire doesn't close the curtain. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he is one of the dumbest vampires <laughs> in the history of vampires. Especially when he actually turns into the monster vampire totally dumb vampire he's just yeah it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically because i think because the makeup was so cumbersome it just kind of looks around he's lurching around yeah but yeah but when, but when he's turtle necula he's pretty Nekula. fucking smart that's what they should call this movie then charlie sees like a like across the way he sees a woman taking her clothes off and it's you get the gratuitous boob shot yeah and, yeah Chris Sarandon comes up behind her and yeah. it's like getting erotic with her he gets vampire with well her. Then, and then he looks at charlie because now yeah. he knows when I first saw that, to me, that was the scariest thing because now the vampire knows that he knows he's a vampire. So, so hey man, Charlie, I, was, I was a kid when I watched this. So Charlie runs over to, to Evil Ed. Who? Why is he called Evil Ed? I don't know why he's called Evil Ed. Because he should have been... He should have been Ed? some kind of horror expert or something, but he wasn't. It, it was weird. They just had he he, he's just a well, weirdo. He knew the rules of the band. Well, everybody knows, knows those rules. Of, I know. Fair Except enough, Charlie, yeah, because know. he's too busy studying is, to be the real estate salesman. Which is, which is really idiotic because he watches Fright Night. Yeah, because, exactly. He's a horror fan. Yeah, you think he watches vampire movies all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you think he's he would totally know. He's totally disassembling the logic of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we mention Charlie's mom, who's just a fucking idiot? I, like, all the, the whole movies. And, and then and then it's finally, I think they realize, like, her character is so annoying and so, like, pointless. They just wrote her out by saying she's working the night shift for the rest of the movie. She what? doesn't notice that her door frame is busted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. The vampire destroys the Man. door frame. But also, in the, in the first scene when, uh, when uh, Amy leaves... And she runs downstairs, and Charlie catches up to her, and she says, "Well, you didn't want to make love." Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then Mom's sitting on the couch yeah. right there. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just fucking. Yeah. I, like, that's why I'm just like, Mom doesn't give a shit. She must be drunk. So Charlie witnesses 
the turtle nebula uh, kill a, a woman. Yeah. And oh no, he's seen me. So then he goes over to Evil Ed's house, and Evil Ed's like, "Oh, Brewster, you're so cool. <laughs> a vampire can't come into your house unless uh, you know." The fucking landlord invites yeah. him in or whatever. <laughs> yeah, specifically the landlord. <laughs> well, that's like the rightful owner of the property. Which is, which is bullshit as well. It doesn't have to be the rightful owner. It could it's be just anybody. Anyone who's living there. Yeah. Cut to. Cut to. He's in his room and it's like, Charlie, would you come downstairs? Yeah. And he's like whistling like zippity doo dah. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> and he's he, he just, he just seen a woman killed like a few hours before. And 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 he's you know he's he's his... whistling yeah Dixie yeah. while he goes he's like skipping it's another... not Sibidi Duda but I remember the song slips my mind but he is whistling something popular was yeah, it yeah. was it April Wine it wasn't April Wine no no, I was no sign of the Gypsy Queen was that he was it wasn't no. sign of the Gypsy Queen <laughs> was, it, was it Christmas <laughs> in Hollis I recognized <laughs> yeah. a bit of it but yeah. no, I recognized ben, it, so. <laughs> How do you whistle rap whistling. anyway? You, you cannot whistle rap. <laughs> stop trying to stop trying to try. I can barely whistle. But uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and lo and behold, Doctor Turtleneck. Was it was he was he eating an apple at this point? Was he this... eats a lot of fruit for a vampire. Well, I was I, I looked that up. Is he a, um, is he a fruit bat? Almost ninety uh, percent of bats are. There's a word for it. I wrote it down. I have it on my page here. Ninety percent of bats are. Uh, Frugivores, frug if ivores, frugivores, which means they eat a lot of fruit. Yes. So that's that. why he was always eating. Everyone fruit. knows that. Anyway, I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the bats only eat like rotten fruit. That was uh, Chris Sarandon's um, add to the character. Right. Yes. I find eating an apple is almost always a lazy suggestion by a bad actor. Well, it, well the first time he eats the apple, he eat, he eat the whole core. Yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. It's gross. Yeah, it's who like, who like, eats the core? I mean, nobody I eats the core because they're full core, of cyanide. But I, I eat the entire. No, they're not. This and arsenic, the... not cyanide. Oh, what, and, what are those things? It's not full of it. <laughs> it's loaded. It's just, that's where the fiber. I eat the, core, the, the, core, the apple core is where all the fiber is. But you don't eat that. Yeah, I do. Really? Yes. That's fucking gross. Apples are gross, anyways. No, but they're delicious. I hate apples. Yeah. I, I hate oh, eating I, apples. I, it's like sometimes I don't even know you. <laughs> but eat it. Uh, bananas I, are I, disgusting. I only eat bananas on my smoothie, but uh, like I, I don't mind apples if they're chopped up with a nice little piece of Parmesan cheese on it. But uh, to eat like a, just an apple, like a like an apple. Fuck I eat that. an apple every day, oh. and that's why I never go to the doctor. You should go to the doctor. No. He's gonna say, "Don't eat so many apples, dude." I got you full of cyanide. <laughs> yeah, all that cyanide. What are you, are you, a, are you a frugivore? <laughs> so, anyways, so there's uh, so there's Doctor Turtleneck, and he's he's uh, he, like he's kind of like well, the well, moves on the, it, on the it, old it, mom. It, well, it's weird because he comes downstairs. I'd like you to meet my neighbor, and he's sitting in the chair. And she's kind of standing right in front of the chair, which yeah. is a really awkward. Like he's like lounging, he's not even sitting. His legs are sticking out. But to me, that's just—I I don't know—that's a red flag. I'm not inviting that guy over for dinner because he's just—he's making himself way too comfortable. So then, I guess he's in his room. He, where, he, he there's is, a big fight in his room that oh, mom he, doesn't hear for some reason. For some, well, yeah, he because so so later that night, the vampire comes back and he pulls the, through the mom's room. And then stands there, stands there and looks at her. Why didn't he like, eat her? Yeah. Um, but he, he didn't. Breaks then he, her door. Breaks her door so he, she can't open it. And, and then she he never noticed. And then she goes and has a fight. He goes and has a fight with Charlie. Well, he, he like he he throw he throws him like backwards through his closet. He throws him through a wall. <laughs> yeah. It's like everything's smashed. How can the mom not wake up? And how can and then, and then holds him up the window? <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. And then, and then he stabs him with a pencil, which is pretty. Well, that, was, that was pretty. I cool. thought that was awesome when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love, I love those. those and, you, and, and, and he momentarily sees weird hands. Yeah, because you know, he's in pain. So now you kind of. And Amy's pitcher falls out the window, and 
gets impaled on a fence. Also, that's another completely undeveloped thread here. Amy, the character, completely resembles some woman from the vampire's past. It's never, but they never, never, fully nope, never yeah. doubt. Like the mom in this just gets dumber and dumber as it goes on. Like, how could she not hear all that? And then, and she comes. Well, in she and does. She eventually she hears it. She can't get out of her room. But she doesn't. Oh, Charlie, notice. what happened to my door? Yeah, she doesn't notice anything yeah. about her door. And yeah, that he broke the whole frame. And yeah. your entire and room's that, been her demolished. Son's room's been demolished. Demolished, and she doesn't like. She doesn't notice that. There's blood all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's a bit of a plot hole. But anyway, I love the effects in this movie. The effects Me are too. amazing. I love the pro. Yeah, the, the effects are great. It was it's, it's, it was done on a, a nine million dollar budget, which is pretty small, I guess, for this kind of thing. When I first watched it, you know, back in the day, you didn't see that kind of stuff, and 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 it and it doesn't shy away from showing those effects like and at this point he meets up with roddy mcdowell's character well he has all this evidence that there's something going on and he doesn't tell anybody he doesn't tell his mom because he's put off that nobody's believing him yeah but his whole fucking room is wrecked what, what, you're only just <laughs> noticing that poster that's been there for 10 years well i'm just noticing ruth gordon's on the poster but she's not listed in the oh wait there she is okay is our podcast uh, getting in the way of your Ruth Gordon fan club experience? Anyway, we can leave. Anyway, so so he he decides he's going to uh, approach Roddy McDowell, thinking he's an actual vampire killer. I don't know why he would is, think that. Because the news is real, so yeah. he must also be. He just thought it Friday night was the news. But I, that's another thing that bothered me. But this is like, like why would he assume this? Because well, he's made all these movies. It's like maybe he's but, learned something. But. He, the movies. It makes less sense in the remake when he goes to see a fucking illusionist. Oh, I don't remember it at all. Well, instead of a, a talk, a TV guy, it's um, David it, Tennant. David Tennant, and he's like this Chris uh, Mind Freak. Yeah, he's like a Mind Chris Freak. Angel. Chris Angel Mind Freak. Oh, yeah. Vegas Showman. Okay. And so, who does a vampire themed magic show? <laughs> and so he's like, "Oh, that guy must actually kill vampires." It right. makes even less sense than a guy on TV. Right. Right. But no, right. So yeah. What I find weird is that Roddy McDowell, this famous actor, lives in this shithole small town and hosts well, he's, this, like... Well, he's fallen on hard times, you know? He's like Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. Yeah, exactly. He's living in a part No one gives two below. fucks about Bella. Exactly. His style of horror was totally out of date in the 80s. They explain that, because oh. all you want to see is yeah. people in ski masks yeah. hacking up teenagers. Anyways, Roddy McDowell. Yeah. He goes to visit, and Roddy McDowell's like, would you like an autograph? And he's like, no, I want you to come. <laughs> why don't you come and help me kill my neighbor? Kill my neighbor. <laughs> At this point, uh, Roddy McDowell, whose, whose character's name is Peter Vincent, which is a combination of Peter Cushing oh, and yeah, Peter Vincent, Vincent Price. Vincent Price, right, right, yeah. right, yeah. And uh, so um, he, they wanted Vincent Price uh, for the Roddy McDowell role, but he didn't want to do it because he'd been doing so many things like this, and he just didn't want to do it at this point. Uh, Charlie Brewster leaves because Roddy McDowell thinks he's insane, and who would not think he's insane? And, uh, and then... He, so he says he's going to go kill. He tells uh, he tells his friends he's going to go kill his neighbor that night, and so they go back to get Roddy McDowell to tell him to come and you know maybe sort of fake it. But so so they they go back to his his house and uh, for some reason uh, Charlie Brewster's like he's he's got his room adorned with like thousands of candles and he's like sharpening a, a stake because he's planning to go and kill him uh, the next day. They make this weird crank phone call to the vampire house. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. how do they know his phone number? And, yeah, exactly. And, is he in the book? And how he many phone in. calls is this guy getting? Yeah. Like, oh, can I come over and show you a cross? Yeah. What about some holy water? Yeah. You drink some holy <laughs> no, water? Like, he's like, oh, uh, no, you can't grant cross over because. Uh, born again. 
Because yeah. I'm a born-again which, Christian. Which doesn't make any sense. No, it because make any wouldn't sense. you wouldn't you want lots of crosses yeah, if you're a born-again Christian? I'm a, I'm a Muslim or some shit. Yeah, but but because like, born-again love crosses, they're all about crosses. I think they got crosses on their pajamas think, and stuff. I don't think the uh, Jewish people are into crosses. No, but only so Christians just, basically. Just said, Look, I'm a Jewish vampire. I mean, I'm Jewish, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't want to see I'm a Muslim vampire. You don't see a lot of Jewish vampires either. Maybe that's a new Holes genre. We could... <laughs> it does. It just doesn't work. No. Anyways, so he's like, please don't bring any holy water or what the fuck what i can't remember what was the pretense of them phoning and, and coming because over? they because they wanted to prove that he's not a vampire, that's not a vampire. It's, like, right. it's like when the cops have to remove you from their list of suspects yeah yeah it's but like calling a... your neighbor excuse us but our friend who lives next door we know he's already accused you of being a vampire we think he has mental illness or whatever. Can yeah. we bring over a vampire hunter that he believes is a real vampire hunter? And with some with some holy water to show that you're not. Oh, it's just tap water. Like don't, don't show me a cross is is kind of a red suspect. flag. That should be a. Flag. It's a well, ludicrous a, question well, to well, ask, well, and but also a ludicrous question to answer. The, the answer was uh, just baffled me. No, I'm a born again Christian. I can't be around crosses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay. If, like maybe if you. Been crucified? I, look, I accidentally got crucified once. Yeah, it's a, it's a triggering it, it effect. Triggers, I, I triggers That's effect. the best. One of my all-time favorite Bill routines by Bill Hicks is about: Do you think if Jesus comes back, he's really gonna want to see another cross? He's like, that's like walking up to Jackie Kennedy with a rifle pendant and saying you loved her husband. You know, just thinking you just don't want to see it. Just yeah. thinking of John. Yeah, I thought that whole thing. How about no? Don't come over to my fucking house, you weirdo. Like, like honestly, yeah. like I'm an omnipotent vampire who's lived a thousand years. It's like, ah, oh, this fucking kid. <laughs> I, I just moved in two days ago. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's nagging fine. me. Yeah. Why uh, fine. Why? Come on over. Why just go murder him? Yeah. Only, only come over after dark yeah. without any crosses. Yeah, why is he going in the daytime? It's ridiculous. Knocking on his door. And him answering the daytime would prove he's not. Exactly. Him not able to do that. <laughs> but he's away in business every but time you, someone get, comes over the daytime. You get that awesome. So they come in, and there's that awesome entrance. Because, oh, and by the way, there's definitely, wasn't, wasn't there's there like definitely a, gay subtext in this movie. Oh, there, there's, a, there's a scene when uh, when uh, this handler is cleaning his, his wound that he got stabbed with a pencil. But he's on his knees in front of him, like he's about to give him a blowjob or something like that. And it's totally suggestive. And then he pulls the blind down. So that, yeah, that, no. and they're like a an attractive couple of men, of men living together, yeah, and like living together, together in a giant cobwebby house suburbs. I mean, that's always the subtext of like of modern day vampire movies. I'm sure there's been books written about it. There's definitely a little homoerotic subtext going on. Yeah, there. yeah, because it's obvious, and that's that's usually the case. Usually the case. Well, like a lot of a lot of '80s vampire movies have got that. Yeah, well, they always know. seem gay. Trying, but, like, the Lost I'm, Boys I'm, always seem really gay. I'm to me trying too. to think of other like '80s vampire movies. Vamp. <laughs> it's called Vamp. The Lost Boys. <laughs> so they go over, and there's and there's that awesome sequence when the, when you when you see Jerry Dandridge walk down those stairs. What well, 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 the, the first thing is his, his nails going across the railing, and it's peeling off the uh, the, the paint. The, 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 yeah, when he's just before he walks down the stairs towards them, it's awesome. And the, and he has that enormous stained glass window. You know that? Like, you know that? Someone's going through yeah, that. Yeah, you know it's coming into play. Is that a load bearing wall? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do they have such a large? You can't just have a huge round stained glass window. Actually, how, how do they know where Roddy McDowell lives? Everyone just shows up at his apartment. How, like this, please? How do they know where he lives? It's just, like he's in the like, I guess he's in the phone book. Terminal. Yeah, everyone knows where everyone lives. Yeah, and, and their phone numbers. So he, so yeah, he drinks the uh, holy water because 
It's just tap water. So Roddy McDowell is like, yes, we do the vampire test. So he doesn't show him a cross because that would that would uh, yeah, but that would offend does. his religion. The kid, the kid does the it. Kid he pulls one out and he, he backs away. Reacts. He backs away, and the other guy comes toward him like he's going to take him out. Yeah, and, and nobody then, notices that. Nobody notices that. <laughs> well, you know, they're he like, like they're ten take feet it away because you're being rude. Yeah, he he drinks that, and everyone's. Everyone's convinced. Okay, we've we've uh, convinced Charlie he's not a vampire, and then uh, Romeo pulls out his little powder uh, mirror thing, yes. and then he sees that there's no uh, he has no reflection. reflection. You know what the yeah. vampire drops and breaks it. Yeah. The, the vampire should have when he drank that holy water. I thought he was gonna like fake it, like just for just for a joke. And go, yeah, it's just water. Uh, yeah, you idiot. Numb nut. Oh, that, 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 that would have been funny. You goof. But anyways, uh, so then Roddy McDowell sees in the, or doesn't see in, in his, his mirror that he that there's no reflection he's, for this. He's, he's gonna. That was a pretty cool scene. It was a pretty effective scene because uh, Roddy McDowell up to this point has been sort of like a like a timid sort of scaredy cat yeah, to do yeah. everything. But now he's really scared. I read that uh, Roddy McDowell based his character on the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz. I was saying, what makakeup is Roddy McDowell wearing? Because he's super pale. He looks like he has baby powder in his hair. It does. Like, it's he, the he looks, worst he, he powdered looks... wig since Mickey Rourke's in Year of the Dragon. <laughs> Why is the vampire's house so full of clocks? There's like 50 clocks on the wall. Because he wants to be aware of the time. He's super paranoid about it reaching dawn. But, well, but the thing is, like, if you're... If you're going to do that, wouldn't you set the clocks to go off maybe 15 minutes before dawn? So, or not right at dawn? Fair enough. <laughs> a friend of mine in Nova Scotia when I was a kid, their family had that many clocks in the house. It was really? Absurd. Yeah, it's like, it's well, like, we never suspected them of vampirism. That must have been crazy. Especially, it was crazy. Especially I never off. actually saw them go off. Though, especially if they go off at different hours. times. Yeah. <laughs> Every hour. Never That's pretty it. nuts. So Roddy McDowell now knows... That he's a vampire. Yeah. And loses his shit. Yeah. Runs out so to his, he to runs his old jalopy leaves. car. Yeah. That was, and, a, that was uh, a pretty nice car. And he, and he fucking blurts it out, like, right there on the co- curb. I, that guy didn't cast a reflection. He's a vampire. He, he's totally a vampire. Like, yeah. say it a little louder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can hear my fucking neighbors having arguments on the corner, right? So everyone knows this, this guy's a vampire. Yeah. And the vampire is kind of okay with that. Everyone knows he's a vampire, yeah. This guy, he walks into the disco and he murders uh, two oh, bouncers. Oh, okay, well, yeah. We, well, we, this is where we are now. We just fast forward. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so Evil and Charlie are walking Amy home. Right. And uh, and Evil's taking the piss. And Charlie's yeah. just like, he's like, we should go down this alleyway, Brewster. Yeah, are you scared? And it's like, well, no, I just don't want to walk down. The thing is, all of a sudden, in the, the meatpacking district. That's like, right. Like, like yeah. yeah. It's all it's all alleys and abandoned buildings with, like, From warehouses. To this, yeah. Yeah, like, in, like, two blocks. Like, like, what, like, they, what, like why are they there? And even more. Where, where does Amy live? At this <laughs> point, too. After, at this point, Evil Ed's been trapped. We already addressed it in a dead-end alley by Chris Sarandon. Uh, after, after, he, after he's been chased yeah. for, like, miles of alley. At, yeah. And, he, and he, he's already cried wolf by pretending to be bitten once, so yeah. they ignore his screams. Yeah. He gets attacked by Chris Sarandon, and then Chris Sarandon starts pursuing Amy and the insurance salesman. Yeah. Here's the fucking thing. <laughs> they the enter a bar. <laughs> they enter a nightclub yeah. no one else can get into. Through an open window in an alleyway. In, 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 where's the kitchen? It's, it's a, a kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. As if there's going to be an open takeout window in a goddamn alleyway. Which is apparently and it's not even a, with rats and vermin. And it's, not, it's not a takeout alley either. It's no, just a it's window. Just and then they run it and the, the, and the chef chases them and then gives up in the, uh, in the, nightclub. the, the, the nightclub. And then so Charlie Brewster runs to the... The payphone, which of course is there, and he starts plugging quarters in it to call Roddy McDowell. And of course, when he's doing that, he turns his back so he doesn't see anything that's going on. 
which is like, like you know, you're being pursued. You've seen why him pursuing a yeah. by a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you turn your back well, to anything? Your vampire... mission of the whole evening is to get your girlfriend home safe, and you yeah. turn your back on her yeah. while being can... chased by a vampire. And they've established he can fly. There's that one really yeah. cool shot when you, it's, it's vampire's eye view, and he's like walking off the roof of a house, and then it flies and down into the in the yard. Yeah. So yeah, he's flying around. Actually, that that, that that's the scene when he he gets he sees the apple, the full. Oh yeah, apple. yeah, that was because yeah. because he's hiding. Charlie Bruce is hiding in the bushes, and the guys are loading the dead body into the car. And a mom comes out like, "Charlie, it's bath time!" Spots <laughs> him in the bushes, and he stupid the fucking apple mom. Out. Oh, yeah. What are you doing down there? Yeah, yeah, Spying yeah. on those those two sinister homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so the sinister homosexuals uh, chase them into this. Uh, I think they're going for a band in, in, into a nightclub. That's the Pet Shop Boys should have called themselves the sinister, the sinister homosexuals. homosexuals. But they, they um, yeah, because the one guy's not a vampire; he's just a thug. Yeah, he's just well, yeah, he's his hand. I always want to know but, how, they, how do you meet? Like, where, where, what's the recruitment like? Like, are you? I guess you promised eternal life or some shit. Yeah. Well, if you did, you ever watch um, what we do in the shadows? The movie, yes, but not the series. Yeah, in the movie, because like, they have a, what's called a familiar. Who takes care of them with the promise of being turned into a vampire later on? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I guess it's basically a slave. And sometimes I, they're dogs, like in the Lost, the Lost Boys. Right, and sometimes they're Tom Waits, like in uh, in Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. They're in the disco, and uh, I, I, okay. I, really, I really don't. And then it goes full on dirty dancing. Yeah, which he's he's hypnotizing her. With his eyes. There's always, there's always the scene when the, the frail woman brain can't handle the superior vampire raw sexuality. Mm-hmm. They even film it that there's no one in the club at all, and it's just those two. Well, no. it, well the, the, she keeps looking in the mirror and, and seeing well, that he's the, not we, 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 Yeah, that looked terrible. It's so bad. Um, but be, be, the be, continuity is a mess. But, uh, before that, he gets her, drags her on the dance floor, and they... And he's sort of rubbing her, rubbing up behind her, and grabbing her thighs. And she, she's all of a sudden, she, her hair, all of a sudden, her hair is like Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I, I, I thought she looked great. Then. Oh no, she is such a sexy, yeah, victim. Yes, she's a very <laughs> sexy victim. But the, for for me, this is when it gets really creepy because he's what, like, I don't, he's a, so he's probably like eight hundred years old, yeah, yeah. and she's seventeen. <laughs> the age difference. I I don't have a big problem with age differences if people are into each other. I don't really care. Yeah, that's a bit much. But she's a, um, that's so, why. Well, she, I mean, the if, fact that he wants to suck her blood. I mean, the age wouldn't matter if she was if she was a thousand years old and him. What just disturbs me is the fact that he wants to suck her blood. But the thing is, also uh, she's supposed to be well, a high. But it's it's also implied that it's it's also it's a sexual thing because yeah, uh, vampires have always been about sex as oh, well. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, and just the way that she's made to look is very. You know, seductive well, and I could never, yeah. but I couldn't. I never bought her once as a teenager. She's she yeah. looked more middle aged than the they, mom. They, so, uh, so Charlie Bruce's mom dating Charlie Bruce's sis, mom's sister, so her aunt, then right? If well, they were the same age, or they're the, the hell are you talking about being pursued by Dr. Turtleneck, and then all, so all of a sudden they hit the <laughs> dance floor, yeah, and it's he, he's kind of got her, right? Yeah, that's like, pretty I, sexy. And, 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 and then you know that she's in his trance, uh huh. When she spins around and does like a full on flash dance, the eighties yeah. dance, and, and, she, and she, she like puts her hand up like no, yeah, and then they, and then they, I, I just was <laughs> waiting for the time of my life to start playing. There's no way he's taking no for an answer. Well, he's a vampire. Yeah. And so fucking Charlie, I guess he's getting drinks. He's, he's, no, he's on the he, phone. He's doing he's blow on the, in the bathroom. Yeah, he's he's doing blow on the phone and talking to Roddy McDowell for some reason. With his back turned to the whole yeah, like, bar and Don't the whole look thing. after your girlfriend when yeah. you're being pursued by a vampire and a, and, a, and an undead thug. So then the vampire Chris around is just like, for really no good reason, 
Fuck it. I'm going to kill everyone in this nightclub. I, 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 well, he, he murders the two bouncers. Actually, the, the guy has a great line. He says, you want chicken? You go somewhere else. Because uh, he's macking on the young girl. Oh. So he sees that. I'm, I'm not insane. Like it's, he sees that. He, he, call, he says, you want chicken? You go somewhere well, else. Well, he sees that, but you are insane. <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, um, so so then he, he murders two bouncers. And then, uh, and and then, only two black men in the film. Yeah, too. I love that the, the 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 transformation from her going from you know Charlie Brewster's sort of meek girlfriend to all of a sudden like with a the, like she gets a perm. Oh, dude, she and, looks, and she looks so good. She looked great. Yeah. And, but like, how did that even happen? Like, oh, they're dancing with a vampire. Yeah, I have that album actually. Dancing, dancing with, with the vampire. <laughs> Man, I got so many notes for this movie. It's crazy. And then there's a, there's all this chaos and they're running up the stairs. Nobody Charlie, calls the police. And Charlie, the police never come. Like and then and he he considering had, he, and not to be a dick, but considering that both of the characters who are murdered are black, the cops would take their extra time to get there. Everyone's running out of the club. And, and so and, and so Chris Sarandon gets Amy back to his house. And so and so um, uh, insurance salesman goes back to uh, Peter Vincent, uh, Roy McDowell's house, who he still doesn't realize. Peter Vincent is a character. It's not an actual person. <laughs> and Peter Vincent has already fought off yep. evil yeah. at this point. This is another thing that I hated about the movie is that in this scene, I really hate this movie. Peter Vincent successfully fights off the annoying evil Ed with a cross, burns him in the head. Yeah. Yet when he pulls out a cross to Chris Randall later, it doesn't do anything. No, it does. Because you gotta have the faith. Yeah, but then he had the faith. Yeah, but. Why did it work on Evil Ed? Uh, good question. It's idiotic. Good question. It's no, it's really... not, no, no, it's not idiotic. It's a little, it's a little of a gap. Nah, well, it's it's a gap. more than a gap. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a major it's defect major. No. to defend yourself I... against the villain, yet it works against other bad guys see, in the movie. Well, he Maybe the... he's a lesser Wait vampire. A he had the... he, because he's a lesser vampire. Yeah. Can you see where Evil we're going Ed has been this? a vampire for 40 minutes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well. He's a baby vampire. Yeah, he's like a, a fetus. Think about that. He will eventually become a handsome, dapper, turtleneck-wearing motherfucker, but for now, he's just a no, greasy, there's gross... more Evil Ed to come, unfortunately. Well, and no, I don't mean that as come. a gay porn reference. Wow. So, I hate myself for thinking that. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Can we please just get to the climax? Get this. Now the house is so much eviler looking. <laughs> Did Snoop Dogg move into this house? Because like, <laughs> all this all this smoke is pouring out I, of it. No one notices. <laughs> yeah, this this steaming house. <laughs> and it just keeps pumping out. Like why? Why is it so well, steamy? Maybe they're making dumplings. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like oh, it's a big dumpling it's fest. Like cooking. There's a lot of cooking going on. <laughs> but it, it's like the steamiest house. Before that, we have um, Ryan McDowell killing Evil Ed in. Yes. In Charlie Brewster's house. Well, yes. And then he attacks him. Well, at first, it turns into a dog. <laughs> I think it was a wolf. <laughs> but it was the most tame, boring-looking wolf <laughs> yeah. you've ever seen. It was like, it was like a, a wolf like in a zoo. It's just, it's just kind of standing there looking at him. It's like confused. Like if he said sit, it would sit. Because <laughs> like, well, wolves are not evil. Wolves yeah. are beautiful creatures, and they will not... Just to attack you, and then, and then it looks like it just looks like a big a big dog. It, it was a very well groomed. Yeah, it, it looked nice. has been eating organic food. Yeah, and then and, yeah. It, and it ran in slow motion at him. It's like uh, one of our customers has a beautiful white dog. Yeah, I know the one. I know who you're talking um, about. I can't remember her name escapes me. It's, Anne, her name. Yes, is, yeah. and she, if you're listening, Anne, your your dog is gorgeous. Yes, that's what I thought. Like, oh look at. That boy, that evil wolf has yeah. been really well looked after. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it was it was such a funny scene because because like he tacks him in 
for, I don't, for some reason, they're in Charlie Brewster's bedroom in their house. He so goes I, to the house to wake up the mother to get help. But mom is working the night shift because she's written out of the screenplay at this Evil point. Evil Dead is... Evil, Evil Dead, Dead. Yeah. is written, is like hiding in a wig and stuff. In the oh, bed. right, right. Oh. For some, well, the thing is, what if he didn't go in the room? What if it was, and so Evil's just going to wait, like, dressed in, uh, as his I, mom with a, with a, like a, a mop, a red yeah. mop on his head. Just in case Peter Vincent happens to run next <laughs> yeah. door. I'm going to hide in the bed. Have you ever tried to scare someone and then they just never came in the room? Nice try. I, I, I used to, when my kid was growing up, I used to scare him every chance I could. I would hide around corners. I would like pop out of things. Like, like when he was gonna, a little baby, uh, like, the, like from, a, new, like from, a from, newborn, you pretend uh, to drop him. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, you maybe, put him in the bath, for, leave the water for, running, for, and leave the room. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You help deliver him, and upon delivery, you're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I, I'd, ha- I'd have uh, some cables hooked up to a battery, about to put him in the water. <laughs> you're like Doctor Giggles. <laughs> you should have done Doctor. Do we have Doctor Giggles? No, no, we don't. Oh, we need to get that one. So, agreed, uh, agreed. so Evil Ed is is lying in, is lying. Evil Ed is lying in bed, and he's got like a raggedy Ann. Yeah, he's a like, wig like, on. It's, yeah, like, it's like, not even like a real looking no, wig. No, it's like a mop that he's like spray painted red or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's terrible. And he's like super under the sheets and yeah, everything, right? Because like, nobody sleeps like that. Yeah, and then he's like, Whoa! yeah. And, and, uh, and then Ron Mandel's all afraid, and he 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 backs. He says there's dinner in the oven. Yeah, and he and he and he, he, he falls into oh, the table, and the table's so poorly made, it just it totally destroyed it as soon as he basically backs into it. Yeah. And then Evil Ed turns into a like a really slow moving, nice looking wolf, <laughs> and and and, 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 and it kind of saunters down towards them. Maybe slow maybe, motion. Has, if he just stays it like has, a docile wolf, then there's no need to kill him. It no. has demonic eyes for a minute, and then it turns into the littlest hobo. There's a voice. Keeps on calling me. By the way, have you ever seen the last episode of The Little Stubble? No, I haven't. Thanks. I have. But I saw the Chuck Shimada episode with a tire iron. Well, that's what, terrifying. What happens with the tire iron? A guy iron? dies by tire iron. How do you die crazy. by tire iron? I met Chuck Shimada's son at a film festival years ago. He's a filmmaker now, Jesse Shimada. And he said, for the scene with the dog, where it's supposed to tackle the Chuck Shimada character, they couldn't get the dog to do it, so the, they actually picked up the dog and threw it at him. How are your beers? I'm okay, thanks. I just cracked this one. Anyways, let's uh, let's let's uh, get back to the movie. It's the most. It's the longest death scene. It's a scene. really long. It's a long death it's scene. It's the best scene in the movie. Him basically turning into a dog man and dying. And Roddy McDowell. Mourns no, no, his yeah, death. he he turns he turns from a uh, from a wolf dog and back into the man. Yeah, that's it. Which which is well, which is I say, it was turns really into a dead sixteen year old <laughs> who not wearing any clothes. <laughs> yeah. Naked. Um, and the how, how do you how do you explain that? I know the banisters <laughs> destroyed. Even if you got rid of the body, how would you explain the broken banister? And the big blood stain. Also, who's going to tell Ed's family? Like, oh, sorry, we just haven't seen him. It wasn't addressed at all that they murdered this child in the house. In the house. The naked 17-year-old whose body just left there. Yeah, he he does seem British. I don't think he was British. He just... His name's Ron. In Planet of the Apes, he really seemed British. No, he just did that. I don't think he was... I could be wrong. Anyways, let's get back to so so that the, we're, we're we're going on the big showdown in the house. Yeah, Roddy McDowell's finally got some courage, some courage. Yes, they go into the house and have the the showdown with uh, Chris Sarandon. And they have and, a scene that is actually the, 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 flat out Abbott and Costello. There's a did you notice know that there's a lot of like like goofy comedy moments because they... well this film was billed as a horror comedy back in the day. Oh really? Because and that's where I take the biggest issue because it's not the least bit scary and it's not the least bit funny. 
But it's entertaining it's, all the way through. Yes. There's a moment when the weird butler guy. I, I, was his name? It was it wasn't Jeeves. It was like don't, Gary. Don't or, they kick him down a flight of stairs? No, or something? He shoots him in the head. He shoots him. He, he, oh, but then he well, gets up. Well, which, which is which is. He, but like, he's uh, resurrected zombie stuff. So, so like he's he's got a gun pointed at him and he's walking towards the gun. What is end game there? What, what does he think? He thinks he's gonna do? Turns he, to a zombie. Thinks he's bluffing him. Yeah, but oh, he, yeah. he just blow. He just shoots him in the head and he falls all the he's way down dead. the stairs. And then, and then Chris Sarandon emerges. Oh, no, no. But, 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 this, but, is when he, this is when he jumps to the, the, the window. Before that, before that, they're, they shoot him in the head and they, they start walking up the stairs like sort of like shoulders to breast. Uh-huh. And it's totally a, an Abbott and Costello meets the mummy type thing because in the background you see the guy get up and then they stop and they kind of look at each <laughs> yeah. other and then they turn around. Well, I, I guess it's supposed to be scary or funny. I think it's funny. supposed to be funny. It was funny. a horror comedy. Yeah. I, what's what's weird is I've never once thought of this movie as a comedy. Yeah. I, I never thought I you shouldn't because it fails. I always thought it was category. kind of like a screwball horror but not <laughs> yeah, actually like... Screwball. <laughs> screwball horror. What, screwball horror. We just have been category movies. like really... Hand in hand not meant, not meant to be taken seriously, but still very scary horror movie. Because again, I was ten when I saw this, scary. and the poster's really scary. The poster's not scary. Oh, yeah, come poster's, on! Poster's terrifying. I love the poster. Anyways, oh, uh, get your arms crossed. The poster isn't scary. <laughs> You're right. It's not. So, anyways, this, and so, the, and so, the, the, the closing credits didn't roll fast enough. So, well, so, the closing credits also is the final insult injury because it's the Jay Giles band without Peter Wolf. I can't what? believe what? you actually have yeah. a grievance with the closing credits song. of this fucking Not movie. Not the credits themselves, but the song. Of course he does. It's Jay Giles' band without Peter Wolf, and they were rock bottom at that point. Well, they killed the wolf. <laughs> they killed the wolf. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, they should have settled for oh a freeze God. frame. Okay, we're not uh, freeze frame. Freeze frame yeah. wouldn't have made any sense. No, but they should have settled for a freeze frame. Get it? The joke? Not the song. Oh, what do you mean like... I'm poking fun at Jay Giles' band. I, I've never, I hope they're not listening. I, totally I couldn't name a single yeah. Jay Giles' band song. Peter Wolf, if you're listening, they didn't, suck did, did, Didn't Jay Giles do um, uh, Centerfold? Centerfold yes. Oh, yeah, I love that song. The it was a sexy song. song. Freeze Rain. Yeah. All right, dads. Finish this motherfucking podcast. This. All right. Um, so uh, so, the, so the, the, the guy comes back up the stairs. Uh, after he resurrects himself, yeah, and they, they they keep shooting him, they keep and that gun is producing so much smoke. Yeah, yeah, there's so much smoke, and then I guess it's to to have the effect because he comes back again with his arms outstretched like a zombie guy, and then and then he just starts melting. And, yeah, and, and that's he, awesome. He turns into like Jello and then sand. Why does he melt? I don't know. I have no idea what he's made of. I don't know why did he throw does holy that. water on him. No, nope, no. He just started falling apart. They just shoot him so many times. Yeah, he shot, they, they shot him like like nine times. I, actually, no. They I think nine they drove a times. stake through his heart as well. Oh, uh, it was like fence post and the. They remind me of the green stuff from Reanimator, but it wasn't. So they kill uh, Mr. Whatever Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Evil Mr. Belvedere. Evil, evil Mr. Belvedere. Actually, it's, it's funny when this guy auditioned for the role because it was. He's supposed to be like a hulking presence, and so when he went to audition for the role, he put all this padding in his his clothes and stuff. But then when he actually got the role, which because the production started like three or four months later, he just went to the gym and just worked out like crazy. Just drank was rags. He's one of right, the yeah. worst henchmen ever in a film. Uh, he was okay. I don't think so. I think he, was, was, he wasn't worse. He, he was, was okay. fine. I thought he was vaguely threatening. That just didn't give him enough to do. That is one of the consistent problems of this movie is everything just kind of happens. Like all he did was thwart the police and give him blowjobs. That's uh, that was all he did there. And, and carry a coffin. And carry a coffin. It's in his job description. Yeah. Blowjobs, coffin carrying. But, you know, uh, cop thwarting but and, and uh, melting 
So and, and so and so they're 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 in the house and uh, Amy's being turned into a vampire because she's been bit. Yeah, that's right. And, and she's been put in a in a, in a sexy gown. Oh, and that, yeah, and so Charlie got locked in a room with his girlfriend, who's g- gonna turn into a vampire. Right. She's again. And, 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 she's and, and, even sexier when she's a vampire. Oh, she's way sexier. Until she gets that vampire. freaky mouth. Yeah, the freaky mouth. A freaky mouth is awesome. <laughs> Wasn't it awesome? Yeah. So yeah. so so that they, they split up and Charlie's in the basement and she comes down and she's wearing like the see that see through sheer. And holy crap, that's that was sexy. That was a hot fifteen like, year old. <laughs> don't say that. I feel like a horrible old man thinking how attractive she was. There's a reason that. for that. Yeah. Well, it's because the actress was a middle aged woman. Yeah. It's yeah. Of, okay. So I, I feel better. You're not actually looking. I at feel. Her. I feel better now because uh, I remember. I remember like thinking how hot she was when I watched this when I was like 19 years old. When I first saw it. See through Sheer. I just don't want to hear any references to our Tory party. Andrew right Andrew Sheer. Yeah, no, that, 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 you didn't. You didn't even make. Ha- you just. You just dropped that. That was just a. That was a, a, an assemble your own pun. <laughs> like I have to assemble my own pun. Yeah, to, like to, your, to not, not your average stand up routine, you know. Oh, not so bad. Let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Uh, he holds up a cross, and she's like, "Bah!" And so I think he locks the girlfriend in, in the thing, and then uh, the big plate glass window. The um. The he window. he he jumped. The, the the vampire jumps through the window. He jumps through the window, and then they have a conversation. And as they're, they as they're having a conversation... stall and, him until daylight. But, the but, clocks go off. They break through daylight. They kill him. Let's just end this, please. Dude, no, we're not the even... The film is so excruciating. Oh, no, we're, really we're at the is. best part of it. Now we're actually talking about the good yeah, the shit. Best well, well, the best part. Well, there's this awesome scene where they, they show... Um, uh, he, he goes around the window. They show him turning into a bat. And this is—he turns this, into an awesome this rubber bat, rubber bat creature that attacks Roddy McDowell, and he's got like a like a bone or something, and he's in his, and the thing is in his mouth, and it's and attacking he full, him. He full on bites through through uh, Charlie's hand, arm. Yeah, and and he also I think he bites Roddy McDowell as well. But well, so uh, why aren't they turning into vampires? Because they end up killing him, I guess. But um, he flies down. I, I love that bat creature because it looked so awesome and fake at the same time. Oh, but yeah. I just loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it looks like the best like haunted house that you would go to like yeah. on a Halloween. Night. And it was it, it was. Like it was so ferocious, and and, and like Rodriguez like, fighting it for like what seemed like an eternity, and like where the fuck is Charlie? Come and grab this thing and pull it off him, and, and eventually he does, yeah. and then it bites him in the arm, and then uh, and the, the light hits it, and it take he takes off downstairs and tries to get in his coffin, and they have to pull up the coffin. The other uh, he closes the coffin. He closes the coffin from the it. inside, and then uh, then uh, Amy attacks uh, what's his face. Uh, the insurance salesman Charlie. with with the, with the awesome mouth, that amazing mouth. Yeah, that, that for me that was the most terrifying thing in the movie when she turned in because she turned into like like the sexy, awesome, you know, sexy vampire, and then all of a sudden she had a horrible mouth. I wanted to eat him. It yeah, was, but it's it was like terrifying. super wide. Like it I guess was super it, it wide. Was some kind of weird prosthetic. Yeah, it was good. The the, the uh, yeah, it went over her jaw. Like yeah, her jaw was, it was the actual it, mouth. It was pretty great. The the, the, and, the, the uh, practical effects on that were pretty. And great. then when you think all is lost. Um, because early in the film, you saw them spray painting the w- basement windows yeah. black, and then and, then, and, so, and stupid vampire. When he's a vampire, he's so stupid. He just looks around and does stupid things. He actually throws something, Rod McDowell, and breaks the window. Yeah, and doesn't even notice. Like, oh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm a stupid vampire. This thing I hate is 
this thing, the only thing that could ever kill me is, is flooding into the place, the only place I can sleep. Yeah. It's a, yeah. A, well, it's, it's also, it's a good thing that it was a really insanely bright, sunny day out. Like the, the, yeah, it was the, Vancouver. Yeah, that there were so many windows in the place in the, where he keeps his coffin. In, in the basement suite. Break. You think they would have bricked them over? Well, the, that, that, the, the, they the, just the, moved the, in. Well, the, the, and to, to have that many windows in a basement suite is unheard of. I don't know. I lived in a basement. I lived in several basements. With that, with that many windows? Yeah. Let's just get on with this. Let's, let's put Alex out of his misery. So yeah. Um, so then they flood the fucking place with light, and then there's an awesome death. Yeah. Where where um um the the vampire deaths in this movie are so good. They're I, so good. I wish there was more than just two vampires. In I know. It. Give me like six or seven of those awesome vampire deaths. You know, like from from dusk till dawn. You know, like just a room full of vampires all yeah. exploding. Yeah, well, so yeah. Uh, I love I love Dan, the yeah Dandridge like not only does he, does he fucking turn into a, a crazy bat skeleton, which is cool. I'm so, guessing stop motion animation or like a puppet. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't not matter. CGI, which is no, well, there was, it didn't exist then. And then he fucking Thank exploded. Goodness. Yeah. Oh, the other guy exploded too, and his slimy skull slid across the that floor. That was and, and, and it banged open, and the mouth went open. Of course it did. See, that's a horror movie, man. Yeah. And then um, and then uh, so woo. And it's over. That's over. And then my mom didn't notice the dead teenager, naked teenager. <laughs> in the living room. She, she, she comes home from work at six in the morning. They're, Are you they're guys like, playing hooker? The very next yeah. scene, it's like everything's back to normal. They're making out. And then, like they're not even mourning the fact that they're No, know, no. I know. It's like, it's like the next day. They're, 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 to dispose of his body, and that's yeah. like, no big deal. No, that's what I was thinking. Is like, well, what do they do? Like, how do they explain it? To any, like, exactly. Yeah. But but then he he, he sees the uh, the glowing eyes the next in the, the house. Oh, next yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because apparently he didn't slowly. No, but the, I think that that death took forever. Yeah. Uh, that took forever for him to die, and he was dead. And there's no. <laughs> yeah. But unless he was faking. <laughs> yeah. Faking, faking out. Uh, faking his orgasm. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're, so they're making out, and then Roddy McDowell's on TV, and he's like, well, well, so, well, so he, he got his job back yeah, because, he act, because, be, because he actually killed a vampire. <laughs> so they, okay, well, you can have your show back. <laughs> Earlier in the film, he'd been fired because yeah. nobody's watching the show, but now he's back on the air. Because he killed a because vampire. Because he actually killed, he killed a vampire. Killed a teenager. Yeah, because he and killed a teenager. And the producer's like, me too. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then through the window, he sees across the street at the house. Not across the street, just across oh, the lawn. Whatever. Like across, yeah. It's like our town, Next you know, door. across the fence, it was whatever. In the, in the same house. And then you see a couple of glowing red eyes. They're probably held up by a couple of like red flashlights. Like, yeah, well, it, it, it worked. Yeah. And, and then you hear, what, just, just so Alex can totally love this movie right up to the very end, you're so cool, Brewster. Uh, from earlier in the movie, Jeff. and then uh, and then the closing credits, which Alex hates. That's the dreadful you should reminder write... of the worst rock move in history of '80s rock and roll. Next to the Clash firing Mick Jones was Jay Giles band firing Peter. Wood. What about Van Halen uh, getting rid of David Lee Roth? Well, David Lee Roth quit. But that was still you should you should you should write a letter. I will. I'll write a letter to the Jay Giles band. So, so um. Yeah, Darren, let's, let's uh, up. does it does this hold up? Well, you know, when I when I watched this movie in the uh, '80s, I I loved it. It's not as good as I liked as I thought it was, but it's still totally enjoyable. It was fun. I would agree. I um, uh, it was a, a totally different experience because it's I haven't seen it since I was a child, and I thought it was a much more serious, terrifying movie when I was a kid. I I I think I liked it even more. 
Alex, I don't think we... Really well, we shouldn't even ask Alex. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ask Alex. That's stoic glare. Go yeah, ask please. Alex. Yeah. When you're 10 feet tall. <laughs> Come on, Chris. All right, Alex, what do you think? T- tell us what you thought. <sighs> it was a complete chore to get through. It was worse <laughs> than I remembered. It's not funny. It's not scary. The special effects are incredible. The house set is amazing. Yep. The film... Could be totally re-edited into a fascinating short between Roddy McDowell and Chris Sarandon. But the three youth leads, including the one who ended up on Married with Children, were god-awful. There were huge plots. Let me finish. She's all... She's... Come on. She's terrible in the film. Uh. And, yeah, the film could have been really interesting with, like... A vampire hunter who takes his job too seriously and then goes after and a murders, vampire. And actually murders just actors who've played vampires. Actually, vampire. I would like to see that. Movie. I wouldn't say that, <laughs> yeah. but I really thought it was worse than I remembered. Uh, but the effects are great. The set of the house was great. And Roddy McDowell and Chris Sarandon were fantastic. Yeah. But the henchmen and the three leads were excruciating. Is Monday here at Black Dog Video on Commercial Drive, also on Camby. And it is two for one every Monday. So... Darren, somebody comes up to the counter with a copy of our DVD. Uh, we should get Fright Night. If we can get the Blu-ray, that'd be great. I'd love to have Blu-ray, yeah. But, but uh, uh, they the bring Fright Night to the counter. What would you recommend as a pairing? I have nine pairings to recommend. Woo, you're I'm, pulling uh, an Alex. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, well, I think the I think the, the obvious one would be uh, Near Dark, which is a, a, I think is a, a superior ba- uh, vampire film. Um, it's a little more serious. But I'm going to go with a movie that we did on our podcast a little while ago called Of Unknown Origin. Oh, really? Yes, because it's a, it's a movie about a guy who's obsessed with something that's attacking him and nobody really believes him and he has to deal with it all on his own. And uh, I, I loved Unknown Origin. I think it's a better film than this. It's more fun. It is absolutely a better film yeah. than this, yes. Um, but I think that'd be an interesting double bill. How about you, Alex? I would recommend, and I never thought I'd actually say this in a sentence, even though I enjoy <laughs> the film I'm about to recommend, but the far superior Lost Boys. Lost Boys? That's well, easy. I even figured... though, and I never thought I'd use that term, because I've always liked Lost Boys, but I've liked it as schlock, but yeah. I have to admit, it's several notches well, above I, this. I, I've, I, I've always liked Lost Boys. I've never thought it was like a great film. I thought it was a pretty f- yeah. good Sound- film. This, the soundtrack okay. is fucking okay. great. And that being said, however, yeah, not being a great film, but... Put it this way. Fright Night makes like Lost Boys look like Nosferatu. Makes it look like a gothic masterpiece. Well, I don't, know, I don't know about, I don't know about that. I even like, forgive Keeper's mullet for it. But yeah, he, he, does a, he has a bad mullet in that movie. Joel Shoemaker, right? Yes. Yeah, Shoemaker. Yeah, he's never really Who's made a great film. Well, that's not entirely true. He has, he's made mostly schlock, but he did do Falling Down. I, 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 I do like Falling Down. He has the occasional gem. My pick We've is... Already done, we've already done this. Oh yeah, you're done yours. Oh yeah, because this is very 80s. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go very 70s. Ooh. Similarly, a campy thrill ride. Dog day afternoon. Involving um with Chris Sarandon. Involving an, an awesome vampire and kind of a washed up hero. Kolchak the Night Stalker. Oh, I, I love I love the Night Stalker. I it, love it, it was it, so it, much. It, it was a series, wasn't it? It was a movie well, and a no, series. There was a TV movie called Kolchak the Night Stalker. Then. Kolchak, the Night Strangler, and then they made. And then Kolchak, Darren McGavin. And, uh, Darren McGavin. I, I used to watch Kolchak as a kid, and it terrified me. Me too. I loved it so much. In fact, I was just in Seattle a few days ago, and uh, I was like, "Oh, Kolchak," because uh, Kolchak lived in Seattle. Although in the Night Stalker, he's he's based in Los in Las Vegas. Right. It's about a vampire, very seventies vampire in Vegas, 
similarly campy. It's got great action. It's got Darren McGavin. The, the Night Stalker would absolutely be my awesome. Pick. It, and it, by it, the it's way, actually better than Fright Night. The copy well, it is, is better. Is better. The copy we have. I gotta say this. 2006. I took a road trip to San Francisco with Eliza Navari and Daniel Zamblit, former. They yeah. were at the time Black Dog employees. Yeah. Three of us went down there with another friend. We went down to San Francisco. I bought that two for one movie and then donated it to the oh, show. Oh, that's nice. Wait a minute. I, I thought I, I, thought hey, I donated, hey, hey, oh, uh, I donated well, it. To the actually, show. I'm going to throw in another recommend. What about the uh, original Salem's Lot? Uh, Which is a fucking vampire moving in the next door. David Soul. Yeah. And uh, James Mason as uh, as uh, the handler and uh, one of the best vampires. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it since I was so young. So I'd have to. Yeah. They're, they're, okay. they're, they're those, those kids cra- crawling. Everyone uh, it's, talks it's, it's, about it's actually, the clawing at the window scene. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually pretty great. It's, it's, it's a mini series with. Yeah, uh, we've got it here. What's David his name? Uh, Lance. Uh, the, the kid. That, not, not, not Lance Henriksen, but it was. Lance Armstrong. No, he's Lance Armstrong as the uh, as as the kid as a, the teenager who's experiencing all the the horror. But yeah, it's, it's actually pretty great. Jack Palance. No, it's not Jack Palance. You could also recommend that. Yeah, why that, not? That, that's weirdos not? moving in next door. Yeah, yeah all the or weirdo- neighbors. Neighbors with the uh, Belushi that and uh, yeah, horrible. which is one of the worst yeah, films a, of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's not very good. It's is absolutely it? excruciating. That is our podcast. Shall we ladies? shut this motherfucker Gentlemen, down? Boys and girls, happy, happy Halloween. Um, or and scary, by the way, scary it, it, Halloween. It, 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 or or who should says, we say unhappy Halloween? Yeah, who says if you happy have the misfortune of watching Fright Night during Fright Night's great. Don't listen to Enjoy your Mr. Fright Night. It's, it's fun. Watch uh, with your friends is a lot of Mr. fun. Mr. Grumpus to my left. We are located here in Black Dog Video at 1470 Commercial Drive in rainy East Vancouver. And 3451 Camby Street. Just across in from the In scary Vancouver. It's a spooky. Ooh. Rents are too high and everyone lives in a basement. And with all the windows. And spiders and uh, and uh, and uh, corrupt property investors. <laughs> and check out our website. Go get your hair cut at Jefferson's Barbershop. Yeah, they cut good hair. Commercial. And, uh, and go to the Rio Theater. We show at least one horror movie a month this late movie. And come see our other movies as well. Yeah, the Rio's great. Black Dog is great. You're great. Good night, monkeys. Good night, winged monkeys. Winged monkeys. Boo! And we're done. All right. The Black Dog After Dark podcast is recorded at Black Dog Video on Commercial Drive in Vancouver, Canada. Presented by Alex Chisholm, Darren Gay, and Dylan Reimer. It is produced by Dylan Reimer and Darren Gay. Alex just kind of stands there and drinks beer. The intro and outro music was recorded by Tiger Burning Bright, composed by Jeff, who works at Jefferson's Barbershop, also on Commercial Drive. And he's a damn good hairstylist. Stir <laughs>